Hello, beautiful community. I hope you're doing so well. So for this podcast session, I have the amazing ability to chat with Brad Malinchuk, who's a conscious business coach. And so the reason why I'm doing a few episodes to do with business building, especially coaches who want to start up is because so many of my clients are having this amazing call and this huge pull to create their own soul aligned business, whether they're in coaching, whether they're in um, a spiritual industry. And so I met Brad on that new social media platform called Clubhouse. If you aren't on Clubhouse yet, I'd highly recommend getting on that platform. It's amazing for connection. And so I was really inspired by the way Brad bridged spirituality and business, and I was really inspired to learn more. So Brad's a conscious business coach specializing in helping coaches tap into their heart wisdom to create a thriving soul aligned business by bridging the gap between spirituality and business strategy to scale and grow, as well as supporting them in attracting and enrolling high ticket clients via social media platforms while generating the impact and revenue they desire. Welcome, Brad. It's it's such an honor to have this conversation with you and welcome to my podcast, True Fulfillment. And I'm really excited just to deep dive into this conversation we're going to have all about the wonderful world of business building and coaching. So Brad, I love starting my podcasts off just with the guests telling a little about their story. I love hearing people's stories and what led them to do the work that they're doing today. And so I'd love to just kickstart that off. What led you to be the soul aligned conscious business coach that you are today? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Super excited for this conversation. So yeah, I'm Brad. I'm based out of Canada. I live on Vancouver Island on the West Coast. So I guess a little bit about me and how I kind of got into the coaching realm and, and all of that. So I've been coaching for just over three years now, all online. So I guess a little backstory with that is how I kind of got into that realm. So I always Um, I guess 10 years back is when it started out with health and fitness, right? It was kind of that, that bridge that kind of got me into personal development, prioritizing my health and wellness. So fell in love with it, worked alongside some health and fitness coaches, which was kind of that introduction to what coaching was, right? And don't get me wrong, in, in 2010, when I was like 18, 19, I wasn't sure like what online coaching was, right? Like, me paying someone money online when they lived in, for example, my very first coach uh, was Chris Elkins, who's a health and fitness coach. And he was based out of California and I'm in Canada. And I was like, not used to, okay, I'm going to pay someone online and, and what am I going to get from this? But I trusted in the process. And, and uh, that was kind of my first experience working with a coach. And I fell in love with it, learned a lot and really just fell in love with health and fitness and bodybuilding. And it became just a big part of my life still is pretty big in my life today. And then I was going to business school here in Canada, I got that done. And Mm. then I worked corporate business for four years, and about a year and a half into, I would say the corporate journey is when I kind of lost that passion and that excitement and that fulfillment. And I got to a point where I was like, hey, why don't I look to combine my passion for health and fitness with my business degree and my business experience, because I always just like felt a disconnect when I was in school or when I was in corporate, because I was 
very passionate about health and wellness, right? So yeah. that was kind of where I got that idea. And I ended up losing a job in the corporate space around that time. So it was a, a really big catalyst that pushed me into the coaching space. So now that I reflect on it, I'm, I'm super grateful. Um, so yeah, so now I've been coaching online for three years. Uh, the first year was in the health and fitness realm. And and then just as I continued along that coaching journey and that personal development journey, um, I began yeah. investing. Yeah, I began investing more into coaches, more conscious coaches, mentors, as well as really diving deeper into that spiritual journey, right? And and really, as you surround yourself with more conscious leaders, it's only bound that you're going to kind of explore what that looks like. And, and yeah, I went down that deeper spiritual realm and, and my fitness coaching uh, began to shift more to the conscious life coaching. And then in November, November of 2020, I made that shift from the corporate world to full time online as a conscious business coach. So I really like to support other coaches in tapping into their heart wisdom to really create a thriving soul aligned business and really like to bridge that gap between business strategy and spirituality to scale and grow their business. So you never know where you're going to end up. I always reflect on my journey and I'm like, hey, I never would have thought I would have been a online conscious business coach because when I was in business school or working in, working in corporate business jobs, it, it just wasn't for me. So it's, it's crazy how life works. Thanks so much for sharing your story and I can so resonate with this. So you mentioned a lot about your work as a conscious business coach and bringing that heart aligned wisdom into business. So I'd love to know the difference, Brad, what's the difference between a conscious business coach and someone that weaves spiritual essence into their business and just a regular business coach? Because I don't hear that often, you know, spirituality and business in the same sentence. So I'd love for you to explain more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I would definitely say in regards to just kind of your conventional business coaching is it's really heavily focused on just like a lot of strategy, right? And, and we yeah. got to really put our energy into this, this and this, um, which don't get me wrong, business strategy is, is very important. But I really came to the understanding that we need to really do that inner work, right? And, and really yeah. allow ourselves to fill up our own cup and, and shine our light on mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's limiting beliefs or traumas or, oh. or childhood or childhood wounds or whatever that may look like. Because I really came to the understanding that if I just focus solely on business strategy, I neglected the inner work like so many people do, and we just brush it under the rug. And it really created a lot of resistance in my business and in relationships. So when I did that inner work myself, it really created massive breakthroughs in my business. So yeah. I really like to take that more conscious approach where I do bridge the gap between business strategy and spirituality, because yes, strategy is important, but we really need to build that foundation for ourselves, right? Because if we don't have a solid foundation and we haven't done any of that inner work, then it's those inner blocks are just going to show up in our business. And it's just mm. not going to allow you to get to where you are. And, and I think another picture, another part of how I really came to that understanding was 
I have worked with a few different coaches over the last three years and I've have mm. worked with just business coaches, right? And they were great, but they neglected so much of that inner work that's really needed. So when I stepped more into working with more conscious business coaches, I was like, dang, like this is exactly what's needed because when we really combine the two, that's where the magic happens. So I think it's just so fundamental to do that inner work. And, and I'm also a big fan of the law of attraction, visualization, manifestation, all of that. So it just, it just really aligns with me. And I like to uh, just kind of embody that within my business and, and all of that. So. Oh, I love it how you touched on the importance of unraveling belief systems and deconditioning and deconstructing um, limiting beliefs that are preventing us from moving forward in our business and moving forward in life in general. And for me personally, stepping out as a full-time business owner has led to the greatest growth and inner transformation in my life I have ever experienced. That's because I stepped out of my comfort zone. I was stepping out of my comfort zone. I was expanding and I was playing a bigger level. And with that, all the insecurities and all the limitations come with it. Before then, both of my feet were playing safe, right? And it's not until we expand and play a bigger level do the insecurities scream at us. For example, I had no idea I had these unconscious money blocks that were preventing me from moving forward. I had no idea that I was so insecure about being seen on camera. And so... When I first stepped out in business, I hired a business coach and who I feel like, you know, the, the growth that I've had now from the business coach that I currently have now, that I don't feel that she had the tools to help me deconstruct my belief system. I feel like it takes a coach that knows NLP and knows the subconscious language that can help us reprogram the limitations and the stagnant beliefs that we picked up primarily during the very, very um, first years of our life. And so and so when we first began to work together, she would reinforce to me all these steps that I needed to do, such as call this person, you know, make this website, get on camera, get on social media, start, pod, start podcasting, all this stuff. And I had all these insecurities and these limiting beliefs and uh, they were preventing me from taking action, right? I was like, no way I'm going to do that. No way I feel safe on getting getting in front of the camera. So I began to consciously, consciously do my research and look for a coach, a coach that knows about the subconscious mind, a coach that is like, you know, three or four steps ahead of me that will help to take me to my next level, to give me the tools to reprogram my subconscious to move forward. So I'd love to just expand into that next question, Brad. So let's face it, there's thousands and thousands of coaches out there. And if someone was wanting to expand into their next level and to transform their lives, whether it's in business or just with their own personal self-development, self-growth, what would you suggest the steps someone take in order to find the best coach that aligns for them? Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and yeah, like it is, it is important, right, to really understand and, and do some of that background understanding because there are so many yeah. coaches out there and I guess this can really resonate to like where I was so when I quit the corporate world in November of 2020 I was kind of similarly like you I wanted to get to that next level so I was like yeah. all right I'm going full time at this like I want to invest into a coach because now I've got my whole week right I'm no longer 40 hours a week at my day job I've got all of this time for myself to put into my business. So really doing that background work and, and just kind of seeing, do they align with your values, right? Yeah. And, and also, 
don't be scared to connect with a few different coaches, right? Like when I was um, looking to get into investing into another coach, I actually had three coaches on my mind. So I kind of went through kind of like an interview process because at the end of the day, we're looking for the right coach that's a good fit for us, just as the other coach on the other end is looking for the right fit for them, right? So yeah. um, I would really just trust in the process and, and just don't rush it because sometimes the worst coaches are really good salespeople, right? So they're just really good at selling you into something. So really understanding and, and going into it with an open mind because you want to ensure that it aligns with your vision, your values. So that was a big, big thing for me. And, and funny enough, when I was connecting with the three coaches in my mind, I kind of felt who I was called to step into and, and, and align with even before I had the three calls. But I went into it very open minded, and really just wanted to see who aligned with my values and my vision and, and ultimately if they were going to be able to support me to where I wanted to get to. And I think that's so, so important because you really need to ensure that the vision and the values do align because if you want it more than the coach you're about to hire, there's going to be that disconnect, right? So mm-hmm. funny enough, I ended up going with the one coach that was like third on my list out of the yeah. top three and he was the most expensive as well, but he really bridged the gap between the spiritual life coaching and the business strategy and really saw my vision of um, kind of transitioning from the life coaching to more of the conscious business coaching mm-hmm. where the other coaches visions and values. Yes, they aligned a little bit, but I just didn't feel that full connection. Right. And, and I really went with my intuition and I was like, don't get me wrong. Like you said earlier about the money blocks and, and everyone has those, um, those areas to work on. I was nervous. I was like, Oh, this is the most expensive coach I've ever invested into and the most expensive of the three. So the old Brad would be like, Oh, let's go with like the least expensive one because that's going to keep me in my comfort zone. Right. But I knew I needed to get to that next level. And I was going with my intuition, like, okay, I feel called to work with this individual. Yes, he's the most expensive, but I truly believe that he's going to get me to where I need to be. So really making Mm -hmm. that decision. And I always say this to my clients and even uh, people I connect with is, are you making your decision from your current circumstance or are you making your decision from who you want to be and who you're stepping Mm -hmm. into, right? Because so many people make their decisions from their current circumstance, which just keeps them recycling that same reality and the same results in their life. So Mm -hmm. when you can make that decision from who you want to step into and who you want to be, then it really allows you to embody that person and really make that identity shift right then and there. And I took the leap because I knew, hey, every time I bet on myself, and I go all in, the return on investment is always there. And I believe in myself so much that I was willing to just continually stretch. And I always say this as entrepreneurs, as coaches in the online space, we need to be willing to stretch those boundaries and push out of our comfort zone. And the best part is, is if we embody that ourselves, 
due to the law of attraction, we attract who we are, that we're going to attract similar like-minded people into our orbit and the clients that we want to truly support and work with, right? So um, I would say, yeah, do some of your background work and, and really mm-hmm. understand, okay, is this coach a potential fit? And don't be scared to kind of have a couple calls with a few different coaches and, and really yeah. just see which ones align best for you because it is a scary thing and it can be scary because it's something new and you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and an investment is serious and it, it does take a lot uh, to really embody that and, and step into that. So I always say no need to kind of make rational decisions, but also being aware of are you self-sabotaging and are you pulling away because you're scared of stepping into the unknown? So there is kind of that gap there that you also need to have the awareness around, right? Because don't get me wrong, when I first invested into my very first coach over three years ago, uh, when mm-hmm. I ended up or I, I got fired from a corporate job, which was one of those bigger uh, catalysts that pushed me into coaching. Mm-hmm. And the first coach I ever connected with, I knew I needed the support and he kind of took me through his process. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. And then he hit me with the price. And I had a very bad relationship with money at that point. So Mm -hmm. I didn't go through with it. And then we reconnected a month later. And he's like, Oh, how are things going? And I'm like, Oh, I'm still stuck in the same spot, blah, blah, blah. And I just that was really the first time I was like, Okay, I'm betting on myself. I took out a loan for $8,000. And I invested it into him. And I was like, okay, I'm all in either. I'm going to make it happen from this or I'm going to learn and grow. And, and at the end of the day, $8,000 isn't going to make or break me or put me on the street. So let's go all in, let's make it happen. And, and it was the best decision I've ever made. So I think there's a few different things that you can really take from that. But yeah, just really ensuring you do some work to really see, okay, are they a potential fit? Don't be mm-hmm. scared to have a couple calls with a few different coaches. If you see uh, potential fits there and and just seeing if they align with your values and your vision and ultimately what you're wanting to create and, and what you're wanting to step into and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it how you mentioned to just to do your research and don't be afraid to have a few calls and to reach out to those coaches that really inspire you. And I also want to add, I feel like it's so important to choose a coach that is like at least two or three or four steps ahead of you. I feel it's also so important to consciously choose a coach who is a master in the field that you want to grow and expand into. This is so important because success leaves clues, right? If you want to speak, if you want to hold seminars, if you want to hold workshops and work with entrepreneurs and choose a coach that is a master in that. If you want to write a book, if you want to travel and and speak about your book, then, then choose a coach who has written a book. Success leaves clues. Mm, I love that. And I think that's so powerful. And, and I actually saw something on Instagram the other day. And it was like, if you wouldn't change, if you wouldn't swap your life for that coach's life or that person's life, then maybe that isn't the best fit, right? Because like you said, Mm -hmm. you want to ensure that they are a few steps ahead of you, right? Because you really want to level up. So you need someone who's gone through that process can take out some of that guesswork and and just allow you okay this is where we need to put your energy 
this is how we need to work through this and, and all of that. So I think that's so, so fundamental. I love that. I love that quote. If you wouldn't trade your life for your coach's life, then they're probably not the right fit. And that's why you're hiring them because they inspire you to get to where they are one day. I wanted to backpedal a little bit and just bring up something that you said before. And you mentioned that when you got hired, when you got fired from your last corporate role, you went all in and you took out a loan to hire, hire this coach. I feel like that's such a gutsy move. And, you know, you could have got a part-time job and done your business part-time as well. So why is this business so worth it for you? Yeah, no, for sure. Like taking out anything like that is is always yeah. going to be scary, right? And it was, I guess it was at that point where I lost a job in that space. And I just moved to where I'm living now on the west coast of Canada. I'm originally from central Canada. And I was at kind of a crossroads where I was like, do I pick things up and move back home and kind of figure things yeah. out? Or do I stay where I am and figure it out? And And in my mind, I was like, I just moved to this new province, new city. I don't want to move back home because in my mind, I was like, that's a failure. And I don't want, I moved out here for a reason. I want to create my life, right? So I think one massive part was the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of changing, right? Or, or the fear of changing. So for me, it was like, I felt just so disconnected to the corporate business world. And I felt like I was in this rat race where I was waking up every day, like, oh, I've got to go to work, I've got to do this. And on my mind, while I was at work was coaching or health and fitness or whatever that may have looked like. So for me, I was like, okay, I need to find a way out of this. And of course, you you, you probably are going to need to have some type of work if you're brand new. And, and sometimes it may take a little bit of time to build up your coaching business. Everyone's different, right? So for me, I, I still stayed in the corporate world for, I think it was maybe two more years while I built up my business and, and was able to make that transition. But for me, it, it was a mix of the, the pain of staying the same was just greater. So I really needed to make that fundamental shift. And another tough thing was just like my inner circle, whether it was friends or family, didn't really believe in the dream of creating a thriving online business because it just was not the norm. It wasn't, people just weren't sure of how it worked. And yeah. they're like, oh, you can keep that as a side business and, and all of this stuff, but it's just, there's not enough money. There's not enough work. There's not enough X, Y, and Z, which I feel like so many people in today's society are told that whether it is from friends, family, you name it. So then they go from plan A to plan F, and then they wonder why they hate their life, right? So I think it's also fundamental to, yes, we're going to take other people's opinions and, and we're going to listen, but I think it's really fundamental to speak your truth and understand that it's worth the risk it's worth stepping into that uncomfortability if it is truly something you want because at the end of the day when when all said is done you would rather look back on your life specifically me i would have rather looked back on my life and said 
I tried that. I went for it. It didn't work. At the end of the day, what's $8,000? It's not like I'm going to be just broke and living on the street. So for me, it was, I would rather step into this and give it my all rather than be like, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the money, which then I would have been making my decision for my current circumstance because don't get me wrong, my current circumstance, I just got fired from my very first or my very first time getting fired from a job. So that was a blow. I didn't have the money and I don't exactly live. I live in one of the more expensive cities in Canada. So my current circumstance was screaming at me saying, hell no, you shouldn't do this. Right. But for me, I really needed to make that decision from who I wanted to step into. So I was really just willing to do that. And I think it's also like the Capricorn in me that I'm just so driven and, and motivated and that if I'm very passionate about it, I'll, I'll make it happen. I made that stretch again, because boom, you leave a, you leave your comfortable day job during a pandemic. And then all of a sudden, you take 12 grand and you invest into a coach, which is another unknown and and you're betting on yourself again but in my mind I'm like every time I bet on myself it works I love this I can so resonate with what you said about just thinking of staying the same and thinking of just living the same life the way that you're living now you just couldn't take another day of it and that's what expanded you into action you know these questions come up a lot in my coaching sessions with my clients Daisy, I thought life was going to be different. I thought, I thought I was meant for more, right? And I feel like it's just asking those deeper questions and then looking at our current state of our life right now, just that level of pain that we can sit with when we really examine what we have created so far in our life shoots us into action to get radically inspired by our dreams and goals and just and to have the courage to give these dreams on our heart a wicked good shot because I truly feel that that's the essence of living a deeply radical, exciting, fulfilled life. You know, I feel like there comes a time in our life where we, something happens, right? Like whether it's a breakup, a divorce, or even a diagnosis or a death death in the family and something wakes us up to start living fully and the pain that those experiences can bring us in our lives I feel just wake us up to asking deeper questions right so who am I why am I here I thought life was going to be different what is my purpose what are my gifts how can I use my gifts in a way to serve and uplift humanity in my unique way my wake-up call was when my mum passed and she passed quite an early age and the day that she look, took her last breath was the day that I committed to giving Taisy's goals and dreams and just this life a wicked good shot. And that's the day that I invested in, in a coach. That's the day that I said yes to the greater vision for my life. And it, it took it took my mom's passing for me to wake me up and to get radically urgent about life, which is a massive message of mine. One hundred percent. And and like you said, like for me, that number one number one catalyst was getting fired from that job, which was that catalyst that pushed me into coaching. And then even for me, in regards to like my own spiritual journey, because like three years ago, if you would have said like, I would be meditating daily and, and all of this stuff and and into spirituality, I would be like, you're crazy, right? 
But fast forward three years, it's such a massive part of my life. And I've just grown so much in so many different areas. And for me, I guess, in regards to like you were speaking into having like that major event, whatever it may be, kind of happening, I guess, even regards to like my spiritual journey, I was like, seeing this one girl, and and we were kind of going through that process. And I felt like, when I was in that kind of relationship, that more of my energy was poured into that. And I really neglected my coaching business, which began to suffer. So when that kind of relationship ended, it was a big catalyst where I was like, okay, I need to put more of my focus in my business. And this was maybe like late 2019, early 2020, which also was a catalyst that kind of pushed me into my spiritual journey where I began to surround myself with more conscious coaches and really dive deeper into, say, more spiritual books like The Power of Now, Untethered Soul, a couple other ones that really kind of brought that in and kind of implementing a 21 day challenge for meditation practice where I was like, okay, I'm anchoring myself in, I'm making this conscious decision that I'm going to start having a daily meditation practice. And as we know, you need to make that decision in the conscious mind before it'll program into your subconscious. So for me, that 21 days, once I finished that, I just redid it again, turned into 42 days. And then as I went through the meditation practice, I would say maybe like three or four months uh, after being consistent, maybe five months, somewhere around there, I began to shift more to non-guided meditation. And now it's just been a morning practice for two years where I'll never miss a day. And if I'm in a rush, that's the one non-negotiable of my morning routine that like I have to do because I just can't not do it. Right. So I think it can be a big shift or a big event that is that catalyst. Yeah, I love hearing you talk about how meditations are non-negotiable for you with your morning practice. I totally resonate with that. I wanted to expand a bit more into the business side of things. And so a lot of people in my community are making that transition from full-time work to being um, a full-time business owner or where there's like one foot in you know, part-time work and full-time in business. What tools and strategies would you suggest for someone that is wanting to make that full-time transition into their full-time business? One tool I would say is obviously having organizational skills, right? Because when you're working full-time as a coach or as an entrepreneur, like you have to have that organization and that accountability around, okay, I'm going to show up and put in the work or I'm going to get up at this time in the morning, because you don't, you don't necessarily have to get up if you don't have a call, or you don't have something because you're just working from home, right? So you can get stuck in that route, or in that rut of, okay, I'm getting up at 10am. And then all of a sudden, a couple hours already are gone throughout the day, and you feel like you're behind. So number one, for me is really prioritizing like organization. And I like to time block my days roughly um, with my kind of morning journaling, because I know that, hey, I'm not going to be perfect, but at least I'm kind of setting that intention. And I know, okay, I need to put time into this, this or this. So I think that is very important, but also really realizing that 
hey, like, it's it's a journey, like, you're probably not going to just be working eight hours a day, right? You're going to have some early mornings, you're going to have late nights. So really realizing that is super, super important, because it's not like, oh, I'm just going to step into my full time business, and, and everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. And I'm just going to travel the world and live like a digital nomad and make all this money, right? So you really need to understand that there is kind of that unsexy side of coaching that not everyone sees. So really understanding that, um, as well as having boundaries, I think is very, very important. Like mm-hmm. I realized when I made that shift from working in corporate to now being full-time online as my own uh, business, that the boundary around when do I end my day, right? Because as a mm-hmm. business owner, you're very driven, you're very focused, and it can be very hard to disconnect from the business. And I realized that those first, I would say probably two to three months of being full time, I was so driven and motivated that I didn't create those boundaries. And I got to a point where I was like, starting to burn out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself the weekend off. And I actually came back on the Monday, and I was way more rejuvenated. And I just saw so many more wins and breakthroughs throughout that week. So I was like, wait a second, maybe taking a step back and giving myself at least two days off a week is actually going to allow me to be more efficient with my energy, be more productive. And I actually started to see even better results in my business, in my relationships, in life in general. So I think that's super important is having those boundaries. Um, And I guess one more thing that was big for me is I kind of made sure I had a little bit of a safe net. So I wanted to save up a little bit of money just because if business was a little bit slow for the first month or two, that I wasn't in that scarcity mindset where then I would be going into calls like, I need this money, I need this sale, which is then going to create massive resistance. And it just trickles into other areas. So I would definitely recommend that because it just gives you a lot more flexibility where if you do have a slow month, you're not strapped and you're not stuck, right? Because at the end of the day with online coaching, entrepreneurship, you're not getting this fixed paycheck every two weeks. Yes, the cap is much larger and the sky is the limit to what you can make, but it also comes down to yourself. And we as a coach and as a person, we are our brand, right? And people are investing into us based on who we are, the results we bring, and also our personality and and what we're putting out there. Because the more vulnerable you are, the more open you are, the deeper that connection is going to get with your community and your audience and, and all of that. I really resonate with you. I'm glad that you brought that tip up about making sure that you have some cushion and some financial stability before stepping full-time in business because there is a lot of that sexy language out there of, you know, step out of your nine to five, get into business and make, you know, six, seven months. 10K months is that kind of, hey, do you want to hit $10,000 a month in 90 days, right? That's like that very just, hey, everyone can do it, right? Yeah, it's a very appealing language and it catches the eye, especially for us that have stepped out in full-time business. And 
I have met people, obviously, that's made you know, those huge figures um, in, in business, but they've been in business for a while, like for like a year and a half. And is it sustainable? So you can have like a big month, but then is it sustainable? Can you make that then the month after? You know, it's important to understand that we are business owners. And so we aren't in that nine to five. We don't have that comfort of that constant income coming in, you know, on that set date, month after month after month. Entrepreneurialism is a very creative journey. And before I did step out in full-time business, I made sure that I had financial stability there. And um, so I had that comfort there, which, which is amazing because when I was on a call then with a client, it's completely service-driven. I would give them a free session, like there was no lack, like it was just this coming from this place of being of service and giving and being present with them because we can feel when someone is just in that eager stress state. We can feel, we can always feel someone's underlying intention. I agree, right? Because that was that was huge for me. I, I had a little bit of that cushion. And, and like you said, right, we, we kind of prepared for that. We had that on our mind. Okay, I want to step into coaching full time. So preparing for that, and at least giving yourself some of that cushion. So then when you do step into that, like you said, you could show up for more of a, a service base rather than, oh, shit, I need to sign this client or I need to make money. Because at the end of the day, and, and really with my coaching, when I made that fundamental shift from being focused on the outcome outcome or the money and coming from service-based or impact-based, just the game shifted, right? So when you can really come from a place of serving or creating that impact rather than focused on money or the outcome, the crazy thing is, is you not only get to show up in your authentic form and who you are at the core in a way of just connecting and supporting that individual to the best of your ability and if it aligns it aligns and you guys explore from there the best part about it is when you come from that serving or that impact driven state the best part is you actually make more money due to that because the impact and the transformations you're bringing Obviously, you're getting paid for your service because money is energy. It's just part of that energy exchange. So when you lean into just impacting and serving to the best of your ability, the byproduct of that is more money. So it's a, a win-win on both areas where if you're just focused solely on the money, it, it can really be challenging whether you're attached to the outcome or even on those hard days where you don't want to show up it can be very hard if your only motivation is money, right? So I always say having that why behind the why or having that deeper purpose is so, so fundamental. And that's why I love to work with more soul-driven, heart-centered coaches because there is a deeper purpose behind what they're doing, right? Yes, we live in a capitalistic world where we need money to live and, and all of that, but really understanding that if we can come from our heart and and just serve in that capacity, that the byproduct of that is, is money in return, right? So it, it's a win-win on both areas. So I think that's so, so important. Yeah, you mentioned that you love working with clients that are heart-driven and inspired to, just inspired by, the great, by a greater vision, inspired to create that massive impact in the world. And so you've also mentioned that it's really important to 
find your why and to be driven by your why. And so how does someone find their why? That word is thrown around a lot in the personal development industry. How does someone find their why? And how does someone get get the motivation and the inspiration to be driven by a greater vision? Because honestly, I have this theory that if we chase money, then money runs further from us. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And and I totally agree. Like you said, when when we chase money, it it does run faster, right? And, And then we just get into that cycle. So I really like to kind of take my clients through like a be do have framework because at the end of the day like mm. asking them okay what is the life you want to have or what is the business you want to have because if you ask someone what it is that they want to have most often times they have that idea right so if we gain clarity on okay mm. this is what you want to have or this is the business or the life then we can break it down and and okay what does that mean? What do you have to do, right? Like, where do we have to show up? Like, what are these areas we need to really step into? And then that breaks into, okay, who do you need to be in this moment, right? And who do you need to embody to really step into that? Because at the end of the day, if we want different results in our life, we need to shift our identity. And we also need to make that next step. But I also think it comes down to asking yourself, because at the end of the day, like I said, we live in a capitalistic world that yes, we do need to make money, right? We can't do this for free unless we're working another job and we want to just do this as a free service. But at the end of the day, the people listening are wanting to have this as a profitable profitable online business, still being very impact driven. So I would really get clear on, okay, what is that money going to allow you to do is is a good first step because yes, money is going to be needed to live that life, but what is it going to allow you to do, right? So for me, I understand that money is going to allow me to travel, experience life. And, and at the end of the day, I'm a big giver, right? And, and I really want to give back to those who have given me so much. So family and friends. So for me, I just want to experience life and and give back to those that have given me so much. And also, the reason I work with other coaches is because I realize the ripple effect that when I impact one coach, and they work with however many clients that they're impacting those clients, and then those people are impacting people in their everyday life. So I realize the ripple effect that my coaching brings And then I really want to get clear on, okay, what is that money going to allow me to do, right? Because if we're only motivated by money, then it's just going to fizzle out at some point. We're not going to be motivated all the time, right? But if that money allows you to experience life, to travel, to give back to the less fortunate or to give back to your parents who have given you so much or whatever that looks like that deeper why behind the why is so, so important. And I guess also if you're really stuck and you're like, hey, Brad and Daisy, like I don't have a passion, I don't have a purpose, then just try things, taste things, right? Because if you are if you don't try it, you never know you're going to like it, right? If I never tried getting into bodybuilding, I probably would never have gotten into coaching because Mm. that was kind of that first step that got me into 
the passion for health and fitness. And then I was like, hey, I can coach people in this realm. And then that got me into more of my spiritual journey, which then I was like, hey, I don't want to just be a health and fitness coach anymore. I want to combine that body, mind, spiritual connection and be more of a conscious life coach. And then over time, I was like, wait a second, I can combine my conscious life coaching with all my business coaching and, and really bridge the gap there, right? So I think if you're really stuck and you don't know what your purpose or passion is, try things, taste things. Hey, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but you never are going to know that unless you try it, right? But also breaking down, like taking yourself through that be, do, have, like what is the life you want to have, the relationship, the business? Yeah. Who do you, what do you need to do to show up? So what do you need to do monthly, weekly, daily? And now who do you need to be in that moment so that you can make that identity shift to really embody that person you are today? And then also just getting clear, hey, at the end of the day, like, what is that money going to allow you to do, right? Because when we can really anchor into that, that's just going to allow you to just have that fuel and that fire to show up on those days where maybe you're not on your A game, maybe you're on your B game, your C game, because we're not meant to be in alignment or in our A game every single day, right? We're humans, we, we have those days where we're not feeling the best. So I think that's super, super important. I'm really inspired about that model that you mentioned earlier, that be, do, have. So really cultivating and embodying who you need to be now in order to have what you want. So really consciously trying that on, right? If you want to be that transformational speaker, if you want to be that six, seven business owner, if you want to help inspire people in in your unique way, And who's the person who you need to be now, right? What are the traits of a six to seven figure business owner? What are the traits of a transformational life coach or a speaker consciously being that now right here in the present? Now, energy is magnetic and attracts like circumstances to us. And then when we try those qualities on here in the present, we can kind of see the distance in between right now who we are and who we need to be when we try that on here in the present and then what are the skills that we need to cultivate right what are the investments that we need to make in order to close that gap so i'd love to just leap into the conversation about confidence so i know for me personally what has really helped me in my business and expand my business especially in this first year has been getting out on social media sharing my story, creating a podcast. I also have a YouTube, even doing workshops, is really getting out there and um, just sharing myself and showing my vulnerability to the world. And it's taken a massive amount and a massive level of self-belief and confidence. This part of business building, especially if you are growing your business online, is so, so important. I feel that People want to feel your energy. People want to see you. People want to know who they're investing in. People also want to know a little about your story. And so I'd love to know, Brad, when your clients come up against those limiting beliefs and just the negative self-talk, how do you coach them through that? Yeah, no. And, and that's, that's a big area because like you said, even myself and, and probably you as well, when we first stepped into coaching, I was scared shitless to go on Instagram stories or to do an Instagram live. And, and 
the thing is, is for us to build that no love and trust with our community, we need to be vulnerable. We need to put ourselves out there because at the end of the day, you see so many coaches. Yes, they provide good content online, but they're not putting their face out there on their stories or they're not bringing people into what their life is. Right. And, or they're like, like you said, Oh, I didn't look good or it's not perfect or it's not this and this and, and understanding at the end of the day, like people aren't expecting perfect because if they were looking for perfect, then they're probably wanting to invest into a coach who has a million followers, who's got his feed perfectly good, where people want to connect with someone authentic, someone who's an actual human being. So when there are some of those, when you mispronounce a word or you stumble over something like it's just normal and, and people don't mind because you're just, I'm just a normal human being. You're just a normal human being. We just work online full-time as a coach. Like there's nothing crazy about us, but it's that, yes, you need to build that confidence because if you don't have confidence or that belief in yourself, then it's going to be very hard for that other person on the other end to believe in you and your service, right? So I really like to kind of take my clients through, okay, where are you feeling resistance, right? Like when you're about to jump on your Instagram stories, like what are those stories that are coming up? What are you telling yourself? Because at the end of the day, most oftentimes those limiting beliefs or whatever it is, it's attached to a person or an experience, right? That's holding us back. So if we can have the awareness around, okay, what's coming up for me or what's the story around um, me stepping onto my stories or, or sometimes people who are new to coaching, they're very nervous and anxious to step into the DMs and to create connections and conversations. Mm -hmm. But as we're stepping into creating an online business, we need to create connections. We need to put ourselves out there. So what is the story you're telling yourself when you're stepping into the DM conversations, right? Or people are judging mm -hmm. me or I'm going to get rejected. Okay. So if that's what those stories are telling, okay, where is it showing up in your life today? Is it showing up in relationships, business, mm -hmm. and then anchoring yourself? Okay. So this is where it's showing up in today's day and age. So when did you first experience this, right? Like I said, it's nice. either attached to a person or an experience. So yeah. now that we're starting to shine that light on the core kind of time that it came about, maybe it was childhood, maybe you were in your teenage years, right? Whatever that looks like. So then we can really start to work through and heal that process. And maybe it looks like having that tough conversation with a parent or whatever that may look like because mm. at the end of the day that healing journey isn't just going to be sunshine and rainbows like there's there's aspects of it that aren't fun and that we don't want to do right and and our ego wants to remain the same it wants to be in our comfort zone so it doesn't want to do that work so i think it's really fundamental if you're a coach or or you're stepping into the online space if you're feeling anxiety around jumping into the DMs or, or putting yourself out there on video or hosting a clubhouse room if you're on an audio only app, like what is the stories that are coming up for you? Like what are you, 
what are you telling yourself at the end of the day? And how is that showing up in your day-to-day life today? Because at the end of the day, how I see it with like the direct messages and in the DMs, if you're very anxious about stepping into there, then it could be tied to intimacy, right? Because jumping Mm -hmm. into the DMs, you're being very intimate, right? And you're, you're opening yourself up to either being more vulnerable, which is going to build that no love and trust with the other person on the other end, or you're going to get rejected. And then what stories can we tell ourselves from there? Oh, I'm not a good coach, or I'm not worthy, or I'm not X, Y, and Z. And then it just kind of trickles from there, right? So I think just understanding that is so important and, and just bringing that into our awareness as well. I feel that there will be a level of subtle insecurities and limiting beliefs the further and further we expand out of our comfort zone. And I asked my coach this recently, actually, because I'm expanding and I'm diving into territory that's very new to me. And I said to him, when will I ever just stop feeling fearful? When will I just like jump into something with this radical self-belief? And he said that the day that you'll stop feeling, you know, any slight fear is the day that you die. (laughs) Meaning that the more action we take and when we just expand out of our comfort zone more and more we haven't ever we're touching unknown territory we're jumping into the unknown so of course there's going to be a level of fear there because we haven't we haven't done it before and so I feel like this is the mistake that many of us make that we're waiting to have confidence before we jump on our Instagram stories. We're waiting to get confident before we write that post. We're waiting to that we get confident before we before we share our story and create that podcast and YouTube. However, that confidence that you seek, it lies on the other side of you taking that action. As soon as you take that action, you prove to yourself, ah, I can do it. And then you prove to yourself, you prove to the subconscious mind that we can do it. And then you begin to go bigger and bigger, right? Instead of talking to 10 people, maybe you want to talk to like 30 or 40, maybe 50. Maybe then you want to just go to a TEDx. So the more and more action you take, the more and more you prove to yourself you can do it, the more confidence you build. So The confidence that you seek. So for those of you that are listening and you're waiting to get confident before you create that podcast, before you reach out to that potential client, before you, you know, create that talk, that that confidence that you seek to do that will only lie on the other side of you taking action only 120% of your time because the subconscious needs to know that you can do it. Yeah, no. And and that's, that's huge because People will come to me and they'll be like, oh, Brad, like, how are you so confident on your stories? Or how are you so confident in moderating clubhouse rooms? And I'm like, it's just been developed over time, right? And like, even when I was in university and I would do like presentations and stuff, I didn't have the confidence. But how did I develop the confidence? I understood that, okay, if I want to create a thriving online business, I've got to put myself out there because if I'm not open and honest and allowing people into what I'm doing in my life, then how am I going to create a thriving coaching business if I'm the brand, right? Like I'm the brand, like people are connecting with me and they're investing in me. Yes, they want to get results, but at the end of the day, every coach is going to have a different personality and different unique gifts in their own unique journey. So they're going to connect differently with people, right? So like you said, to build that confidence, you just need to step into it and really understand that 
at the end of the day, people are going to judge you regardless. They're going to judge you whether you're going after your dreams or whether you're sitting at home watching Netflix and not going after your dreams. There's going to be people judging you all the time. And I guess one thing that I really realized was Mm. the people that judge you negatively on you going after your dreams or you putting yourself out there. Oh, look at this guy. He's trying to be a coach or whatever. Oftentimes they have some inner issues that they need to obviously work through, but also the people who are judging you and and kind of putting you down for that at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be clients. So what does that matter? Right? Judgment and other people's opinions aren't going to pay my bills. So why should that affect me? And, and I love how you said, like, the only way to build that confidence is to just do it, just jump right in, because you realize that, holy shit, it wasn't that scary. I put it on this pedestal. And I thought it was so scary. Yeah. But once I jumped into it, it wasn't that scary. And now for me, it's like doing Instagram lives or jumping on my stories or hosting a clubhouse room or or whatever that may look like, I'm used to it. And it's just something I do, right? And it's just been that compound effect. It's like, it's like anything you if you go to the gym on Sunday, you're not gonna have a six pack by Monday, right? Like, it's gonna take time. And you're gonna have to consistently challenge yourself and push those boundaries. So I think it's just kind of going into it and doing it and understanding, hey, you're not going to be perfect. People are going to judge you. I guarantee people still watch my content and judge me regardless, right? But at the end of the day, I'm doing what I want to do that fulfills me. And that's all that matters. And at the end of the day, everyone's got to do them, right? Yeah. Oh, man, this is so good. And more often than not, the people that judge us are so inspired by us. Yeah. They they see the light within that within us and they say, ah, like their internal thoughts is like, wish I could do that. Man, I have a powerful message to share. I'll I'll just judge him to make myself feel better. I'll keep watching your stuff. But there's this internal inspiration and this light that switches on that. I want to do that too. Look how, look how inspiring Brad is. Brad used to, he was like a business student and then he was in corporate and now he's shining his light and inspiring people and empowering people to be the greatest version of themselves. That's so damn inspiring, right? And it's not like you're talking about lame stuff. You're talking about inspiring stuff. So I feel like the people that do judge us and I feel like the people that do judge us, Brad, if there is judgment there, can come from... Um, close family and friends yeah however i, I definitely my, feel that yeah <laughs> like right how however my seeker and the person that i'm speaking to is like over them so i'm speaking like over them <laughs> like always um because they're not my audience cool judge me i'm probably inspiring you but i'm, I'm not speaking to you anyway and i'm going to keep getting louder and louder because i need to speak over mm-hmm. you yeah, no, I totally agree, right? And at the end of the day, like sometimes that judgment does come from the closest people, right? And and maybe they just don't see that vision that you see or they don't have that belief for that conviction you have, but at the end of the day if you have that belief and that conviction in yourself, like you can accomplish anything. We all have the power to create a reality, but 
we need to be willing to step into it, right? Oh, I love this, this juicy conversation, Brad. So I'm going to wrap it up now. And so I'd love to move into how can people get in contact with you? You know, I know you're quite big on Instagram and now Clubhouse, but how is best for people to reach out? Yeah, so right now I'm primarily one-on-one. I'm actually going to be looking at launching more of a group coaching probably to the end of this year. I haven't really settled on a date yet. I've just been uh, kind of really enjoying the one-on-one. I love to just have those deep connections and just really support people in that one-on-one container. But I know that group is something I want to do and and really just kind of begin impacting more people, right? And And also the best part about it is you can also have that community building with the group coaching and and it may be a little less expensive of an investment as well. So you can kind of have, I'm yeah, very active on Instagram. It's brad.melnichuk. So M-E-L-N-Y-C-H-U-K. And that same username is my clubhouse one as well. So if anyone's on clubhouse, I host a couple rooms on there every week. Um, So definitely connect with me on Instagram or Clubhouse. And then it's just my full name, Brad Melnichuk on Facebook as well. So they can connect with me uh, through there. And and if they want, they can definitely shoot me a message. I got some free gifts I can always kind of send people's way. And, And at the end of the day, I'm all about just creating those connections, giving value and seeing how I can support them. So. Oh, that's amazing. And congratulations on the inspiration with the group program. You'll have to keep me updated about that. So Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure and an absolute gift chatting with you. You're a wealth of knowledge and I can't wait to share and connect more. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I'm so happy I was able to hop on and just connect with you deeper and just provide value for for others and and really take them through like kind of the coaching space and, and how they can really make that shift from kind of working in that kind of employee mindset to the full entrepreneurship coaching. Mm, yeah, it was so, so valuable. So if you want to connect with Brad, all his details are going to be in the show notes.